Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamer, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is episode 25. First, thank you for being here. Second, I'm really excited about what I'm going to share with you guys today. I think of all the episodes that I've recorded, of all the interviews I've done, this topic is probably the one that I'm most passionate about. I'm going to share with you something that happened last year to me that really ties into what I think may be one of the most important life lessons I have ever learned. And I truly hope that it resonates and sticks with you like it has with me. It's a lesson I remind myself of now constantly, and it's a lesson that has really allowed me to manifest some really incredible things into my life over this past year. But first, I'm going to share a story, and what I'm going to share is something that happened about a year ago uh, today, almost exactly a year ago, and very few people know about it. I certainly have never spoken about it in a public forum, but I am ready now because, again, I think that the underlying message and lesson in this story is so, so powerful. So here it goes. Just about a year ago exactly, so it was was in November of 2020, I was in that kind of sleepless, crazed state of having a newborn and not sleeping. If you are a mother or a father um, and have had a baby, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I was on maternity leave from Twitter with my third baby, Wit, who was about six weeks old at the time. And not only was I not really sleeping at night, I was waking up like every two hours to nurse him, but I was also trying to be super mom to the older kids. I think because I I honestly just was concerned that they would blame the baby or think that the baby was taking all of my attention. And I was just adamant that I didn't want to have it that way. Uh, so I was dropping off and picking up my daughter from school every day, going to the park and taking my two-year-old son out to lunch or coffee dates. And, you know, meanwhile, baby wit was attached to me both physically and emotionally this entire time. I was cooking, cleaning, doing endless laundry, trying to stay, you know, relatively sexy and be romantic for Alex and really just doing my best to stay positive and joyful through it all because I know how the universe works and I know how manifestation works and I know that when you focus on the positive, when when you feel good, good things happen and more positive things come to your life. But sleep deprivation is real, guys. It is real. And I was burning the candle from both ends. 
But again, I was on maternity leave and I thought, you know, hey, I should take advantage of these five months away from work to really focus on family. That was my thinking and rationale at the time. And then um, sometime in the beginning of November, I can't remember exactly the date, I got a call from the HR department at Twitter. It, it actually went to voicemail because I didn't recognize the number and it was early in the morning. But when I heard the voicemail and they told me that I, they need to speak with me that day, I was like, oh my God, this isn't, this isn't good. And honestly, everything from that moment is still kind of a blur. But when I got on the phone with them, the bomb was dropped. There had been a reorg and my role at Twitter was being made redundant. And I was going to be, I was going to get let go in three weeks along with my whole team while I was on maternity leave with a six-week-old. So I, I remember thinking at the time, like, wait, this cannot be happening. I've been here seven years and also this isn't fair because I'm not sleeping and I'm not thinking or communicating clearly. You know, can we just have this conversation after a good night's sleep at least so I can explain my situation and, you know, convince you, Twitter, or, you know, whatever, that this is a mistake. Um, but the thing is, deep down, I also knew it wasn't personal, and I have absolutely nothing res but respect for Twitter and just the company and the culture, and they've been so good to me. And, and I knew it wasn't personal. I had just been promoted right before I left for mat leave. Like, I, my, my future at Twitter, I thought, was right and I knew how much my colleagues and the leadership team respected me and I knew that you know reorgs happen and layoffs happen but in the moment in this like sleep deprived world that I was in I felt completely blindsided and just utterly broken and devastated and I had every single negative thought come crashing down on me like you know, what if I can't find another job? This was in November of 2020, by the way. Um, and the job market was, as we know, just scary. I was thinking, what if our savings run out? I don't know, are we going to go into foreclosure? What about the kids' health insurance? And then maybe the saddest thought of all, and I, I this one made me just break down, but I was thinking of my little baby wit. And I remember thinking, like, I am being robbed of this special, magical time with him. And he, little baby wit, is being deprived of his own bonding time with his mom. Oh, it was hard. Um, and thank goodness my husband, Alex, was working from home that day when I got the call and um, he overheard some of the conversation, which honestly, I was too much of a sobbing mess to have been able to explain what happened anyway. But when I got off the phone, he just said, go, like, take the baby, go. And he meant that, um, so my parents have a, a desert home in La Quinta, which is about a three hour drive from LA. <clears throat> and Alex literally pushed me out of the door that day, packed a little bag and took the baby and drove. And the next three days, 
in the desert, I slept, I swam, I meditated, my mom played night nurse, I had evening drinks with my dad and and long talks, like which I love doing, and I cleared my head. Honestly, it's just it's amazing what sleep can do. And then I remembered something I read somewhere at some point. And now I, 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 I know that it was Jack Canfield who coined this. But it just came to me then sometime during those three days. And spoiler alert, this is the lesson I teased in the beginning. And that is E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. The basic idea here is you don't have control over the events in life. You don't always have control, but you do have control over your response to them. And it's the event plus your response to that event that creates the outcome. So if we think about it as humans, when we don't like the outcome we experience, we're so quick to blame. We blame our parents, our childhood, the boyfriend or the girlfriend, the husband or the wife, the boss, the economy, you know, the junky car that just broke down. Maybe it's the lack of support or the corporation you're working for. Like we blame everything and everyone but ourselves. And we make ourselves believe it's the external conditions or circumstances that determine the outcome or determine our failures. And then this leads to us lacking that sense of control over our own lives and bringing it to manifestation when we don't feel that sense of control over our lives and when we don't acknowledge that we create our own reality, that we create our future through our thoughts, actions, and beliefs, then guess what? It doesn't work. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. One of my favorite quotes, and I've said it here on the podcast, and I'll say it here again, it's, it says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. So back to E plus R plus O. Here's an example. Event. So-and-so breaks up with you. Response. You blame him or her, and then that leads to anger and resentment. Outcome. You feel terrible about the situation and about yourself, and that creates a feeling of low self-worth and confidence, which then repels love rather than attracts it. So here's an alternative. Event, so-and-so breaks up with you. Reaction, you're sad, but you understand that you really weren't a right match and believe someone is better, someone better is out there for you. So you don't blame XYZ, you feel grateful for the experience. Outcome, you get through the heartache, feeling strong and resilient, and you attract an even better partner into your life. Here's another example, smaller scale. So event, your boss gives you critical feedback on your performance at work. Reaction, you get defensive. You don't listen to the feedback. You believe he or she picks favorites and that you're never going to get ahead. Outcome, you stay where you are, feeling frustrated and resentful. And, you know, 
you're not moving anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Here's an alternative. Your boss gives you critical feedback on your performance. That's the event. And your response is you take that feedback. You express your gratitude for the opportunity for feedback, remembering that any kind of feedback is a gift. And then you implement some changes in your work. Outcome, you get promoted. You get more money. You're happier. E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. So last November, my role at Twitter was being made redundant. And it occurred to me after those, or sometime during those three days of respite, that I had a choice. I could be angry, express how unfair the situation was, blame others, blame, you know, the corporation, complain about how much I'd given to the company, throw in the towel, ruin my maternity leave by stressing out about finding another job. And then the outcome would have been that, well, it wouldn't have been great. So instead, I took three days to rest and clear my head. And then I told myself, I'm going to stay at Twitter. There will be no lapse in my employment. I'm going to start on a new team and in a new role that excites me. And I'm going to enjoy every moment of my maternity leave after that happens. So not to toot my own horn, but I am pretty confident in my manifestation skills at this point. So I wrote down my goal. I visualized. I took inspired action. I showed gratitude. I showed excitement for what was ahead. And I believed in myself and in my mission. And on the Friday that was supposed to be my last day with Twitter, I signed an offer to join a new team in a role that truly, and this is this is honestly from the bottom of my heart, um, it really excited me, had a much larger scope and an opportunity to make a big impact. Plus, I loved the people I was working with, loved my manager, and everything was honestly better than it was when I left. And from that day forward, I still had three and a half months left of my maternity leave, and I relished every single day. And I think, honestly, much more so than I would have had I continued down the path of overexerting myself and trying to do too much. I bonded with baby wit, but I also, as corny as this sounds, I bonded with myself. And then in December, just a couple of weeks after everything went down, I signed up for a podcasting course, something I had been wanting to do for months and months, but just never found the right time. And I decided then and there that it was time to follow what I wanted, to follow my curiosities, to truly start taking inspired action. And I started the podcasting course with a two-month-old, dialing into the live classes with my camera off so I could nurse, and I loved every minute of it. And rather than drain me for the extra effort and time it took, it invigorated me. Like it truly energized me. I I wrote and recorded my first two podcast episodes in February and didn't overthink it when I hit publish. And now here I am. A year later, 25 episodes in, 
well, almost 25 episodes in. And when I reflect, reflect back on this last year, I have so much gratitude for that reorg. I have so much gratitude for Twitter, you know, and the whole situation that could have ended so badly. But instead, it was the start of the best, most fulfilling year of my life. E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. We are 100% responsible for our lives. Every outcome we experience, whether it's success or failure, is the result of how we have responded to an earlier event. And if we want to change our future, we change how we respond to the events in our life. We have a choice. We control our response. So start today. The next time you're faced with a difficult event in your life or a difficult situation, and maybe you're facing one right now, think about the outcome you'd like and then adjust your response accordingly. This works for big events and small events. And when you truly believe, when you truly believe you do control the outcome, well, that, my friend, is manifestation. Focus on the end result. Focus on the outcome. Your thoughts, beliefs, and actions will create the events and things in your life. So choose to focus on the positive. Choose to focus on the life you want. Choose to respond in the most positive possible way that you can. That is all I have for today. And I I really hope that this resonated with you. And if you think that someone else will benefit from hearing this, please take a screenshot and share it to your stories or you can leave me a review on iTunes. I would appreciate either. And And just remember that you have control over your life. You get to choose your thoughts. You get to choose the things you focus on and you get to choose the way that you respond. E plus R equals O. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day.